Stephen, thanks for making it a possibility. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Captain Kelly, great to meet you. You and you too. I'm so excited to be here. This is awesome. All right. So yeah, same. It's Stephen, but the, so are you Greek? Uh, no, I was born in South Africa, so I'm uh, I'm like an Afrikaans-speaking American. So is that, <laughs> I'm both. <laughs> is that right? Yes, Stephanus is my is my given first name, but I mostly just go by Stephen at work. Okay, well, I am partial to. Stephanus. I mean, he could kind of have a little bit of a Greek look to him. Yeah, I mean, would Stephanus yeah, I gotta, work for Greek? I mean, it could maybe well, work. Yeah, I, I get asked if I'm Greek a lot when I when I you know if, if someone reads my name on a passport yeah. or any form of identification, they ask if I'm Greek. So, Stefanos, did you know that South Africa is heading into the quarterfinals for the Rugby World Cup? Absolutely, I did. Now, that's one thing. You know, I sound like an American, but again, if I if I call home and call speak to my mom and dad, it's Afrikaans only. So. <laughs> Uh, very much still a part of our lives and uh, have been watching closely. Oh, it's a big look forward deal. to this weekend as well. Yeah, very, very big deal. So my husband is was a rugby player in college and played, you know, a little bit of college or a little bit of club rugby. And so at the start of this World Cup, we put our bets in. Like, we put in, like, who do you think? And he said South Africa. He's actually been there. He has South Africa jersey. And uh, nice. I, mean, I was like, I think Ireland's going to take it, but I'm going to root for Wales a little bit because there's some heritage there. They're wiped out South Africa. <laughs> so it should be a very interesting weekend. We'll see. Right. We'll so, see. So, I'm excited. Go? I think he's done pieced out. No, oh, this is always there. This is always there. <laughs> All right, so he's the eye in the sky. <laughs> yeah, he is. All right, so let's jump into it because I wrote out some topics, and I'm sure we're going to kind of go everywhere, but um, for sure. So, like, good morning, and welcome to Making Waves or whatever it is that Kelly and I are doing here. Maritime shorts. We're really just jumping into having some juicy conversations with some power pack people and conversations and topics, and we're really kind of seeing what is out there what do we need to talk about obviously captain kelly's on the forefront of mental health she just got back from monaco getting ready to head into the fort lauderdale boat show so i want to hear all about that but i had the pleasure of meeting stefanos last week um he actually i think was introduced to vessel vanguard from captain kelly gordon and we immediately started talking about the product and then we originally you know we we finally got to hey how did you hear about us and said captain kelly and was just so blown away with her and her message and specifically brought up the size doesn't matter video and what he's experienced as a male in the industry and how it really hit home for him. So I was like, oh my gosh, like Stefanos, I hung up our phone and I called Kelly so fast. I was like, oh my God, yeah. you're going to love it. You made an impact. Like, and it's absolutely live in the industry, which is humongous. And so figure we'll just jump into it and we'll kind of kick off with that. So um, Stefanos, if you want to give kind of an introduction to you and how long you've been in the industry and what your role is, and, and then we can launch mm-hmm. from there. Sure. So yeah, I've, uh, this is my coming up on the eighth year in the industry. I got in in 2016. I graduated from undergrad, uh, went to North Carolina State University. Uh, I was a swimmer there for four years. But I knew that I didn't want to uh, you know, I didn't want to go into the business world. Didn't want to go into sales or of any kind. I always have been drawn to a life on the ocean. My parents very much involved with diving, fishing, boating people. So I just figured, you know, I met someone right before I graduated college that fourth year. She was working in the industry, and I was like, you know what? 
like, this sounds awesome. You're getting paid to move boats around, you know, dream job, right? <laughs> uh, so that was, that was my initial start into it. Um, and then I just kind of, you know, started as a deckhand, deckhand bosun mate. At first I was trying to work on 50, 60 meter boats. And then I found my, my happy size range in the hundred to 120 foot. I mm-hmm. like the amount of crew members that we have. It's a little bit more, uh, it's uh, less it's regimented. Less You're wearing, wearing multiple, multiple hats, helping out in different, uh, different departments. I enjoy it. It kind of removes a little bit of the monotony from the job sometimes. Um, so most recently in the last two years, uh, this is my first full time. Like I'm employed by one boss. I'm his captain. He's my boss. So this is my first captain job. I just passed one year with my boss. Uh, I'm very proud of it. Excited about it. Congratulations. That's freaking awesome. Yeah. It was, uh, it was cool. You know, it was very, it's the challenges that come along with it, you know, make no mistake. There's been challenges, but I'm very proud of not only from my side, but from my boss's side, how we've collaborated, collaborated to, understand that this is a it's a working relationship and there's good times and bad times and you have to you don't just pull the plug you know when when from a crew member side and i think from ideally from the owner's side you don't just like pull the plug when there's the first sign of a disagreement or something you know ideally in your families or in your friendships you have the ability to step back let's have a conversation here and move on so uh I was hired by this boss last year on a 72 foot Grand Banks and on September 18th. So a little bit more than a month now, uh, he, uh, we took over a 98 foot West, West ship, West Bay Sunship, you know, Westport hull finished by uh, West ship in British Columbia. So yeah, I'm a 98 foot boat captain, got a couple crew members and just beginning. There's so That's much freaking in there, awesome, right? Like, there's so much in there. But, yeah, you know, sorry, I just went in. No, <laughs> no I love it. Yeah, Before Captain Kelly jumps in, because I know she has questions for you. But I'm, I'm itching. Can you see it? I'm sitting here like, okay, yeah, like, I'm just talking. Talk. <laughs> Can you just add in a small detail, Stephanas, about how you met your current owner? Because wasn't that involved in a journey that you kind of like just said yes to? Yeah, very much so. Um, so I actually, in August of 2020, with, you know, COVID year and everything, we were super busy through that year, minus the, you know, the the 40 lockdown days or whatever. But by May 1st of 2020, we just went straight in. So I wanted to kind of take a break after that job. Uh, so I took pretty much all of 2021 off and was just kind of doing other freelance work and going to school, I actually took biology and chemistry courses at UNC Wilmington, just because I was interested and thought that I might want to go into the dental field. We're fellow Seahawks. <laughs> yeah. No I'm from, way. I'm from, I'm from Wilmington. I graduated high school in Wilmington. Oh, no way. That's where I got my master's in chemistry. Oh my God. Yeah. The same department, everything. So you know where Beaufort is. My house oh, yeah. is in Beaufort. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And my mom and dad live in uh, in Hampstead, just north of Wilmington, right outside. So, oh my God, my first when I first moved out of Indiana, like my first move was to Surf City. Oh, and nice. When I got there and I went over the bridge, I was like, "Oh, what river is this?" I didn't know what the ICW was. And then I get there <laughs> and I pull up, and there's the, 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 there's these mounds of sand. I'm like, "What the hell are these?" It was the sand dunes. The ocean was on the other side. Big no joke. Dunes. I had 
no idea. So I drove through Hampstead every day because I lived in Surf City and then went to UNCW. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, small freaking world. Yeah. So I took I took 2021 off and then I was just kind of, you know, very open-minded. Sorry to appreciate you interjecting. I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to keep your, your hard, no. uh, hard cutoff time. No, I apologize. We're good. We're good. Oh, and I'm terrible. <laughs> I, I blow that out uh, of the water. So somebody's got to be in line. I, I love that. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I just, you know, while going to school in breaks or in periods, most of it was online. So in periods that I could manage, I'd go do deliveries or run a charter with a friend of mine as a mate, just to have some money coming in. Um, and a buddy of mine, uh, was actually managing the 72 for my boss. The boss had offered him the full-time job, but he, for whatever reason, didn't want it. Uh, so he put my name forward to kind of just do the, the freelance trip. I came in, met the boss, and actually, like, I mean, we spoke and we had just negotiated, you know, these dates, day rate, whatever, and then we'll go from there. I went home and I was actually just sitting at home hanging out with my girlfriend. And I was like, I looked at her, I was like, I feel like he's going to call me and offer me this job. I think it might be after the trip, but I feel like he's going to offer me this job. And 45 minutes later, the phone rings and he's like, hey, you want to be my full-time captain? I was like, yes, sir, I do. Let's go. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, That's so it's awesome. just a, a tale of persistence and uh, not not giving up on a dream. I'm, you know, from day one, I've wanted to be a yacht captain. Even when I was a deckhand, I always uh, was looking at the people that were above me with respect and trying to learn everything from them uh, with while also knowing the entire time, like, I want to be there. I'm trying to be there. I'm going to take the steps that are needed in order to be there. So I'm very, very proud of it, really. That's awesome. You should be. That's so exciting. All right, Sally, what you got? I want to hear your brain. Yeah, I want to hear yours. I just, like, like, I'm so excited, first of all, that, like, I I mean, we got to be kindred spirits because, like, we're fellow Seahawks and, like, he knows where Surf City is and nobody knows where Surf City is and Beaufort and all of that. So I'm just like, oh, my God, how did you, how did the stars align? But like, you should be super proud of it. But you know what I want to, what, what, what I want to dive into, first of all, kudos for you, for you coming on here and being so proud of your accomplishments. You should be. But when Rhiannon reached out to me and she was like, oh my God, he's like, he said such good things about you. I have to tell you about it. You know, cause we gotta, we gotta, we gotta share the, 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 the positives in her day. And so it was, it was just no so doubt. uplifting when she told me that like you were a fan and I was like oh my god you know and Definitely. then <clears throat> but then she said that what really resonated with you was my size matters post mm-hmm. and I was like and 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 I and I shouldn't I shouldn't genderize if that's a word but I was like a guy really my size mattered post and, and you know and when, when I when I made the post it my default was towards women because I hear a lot of times about, you know, captains hiring women based on their squirt size and that kind of thing. And oh, it's yeah. just total bullshit. And, and so my post was that way. So I hadn't honestly thought about that post being aimed towards men and it really resonating with men. So when she told me it did, I was like, that was like a light bulb moment for me. And I was like, Oh my God, you know, like, yeah, that could, that, that, that could really potentially resonate with with men as well so tell me tell me why and i can't believe that post has blown up i looked at my stat, my stats on that the other day and i'm just like oh my god i must i must have struck a good nerve with a few people but um tell me why that resonated with you 
Yeah, so I, I kind of I feel pretty strongly about this one. Uh, so I, I I believe that that post is blown up because it's not that uh, it's not as common of an occurrence for uh, anybody, but let alone a captain to you know publicly create dialogue about this because you know we've all worked on boats where this has been present. Uh, you know, unfair treatment of crew members based upon weight or tattoos or anything like that, basically physical appearance. But the only way that it's ever going to change is, is the people that have the ability to change, like to make decisions, not based upon those incorrect metrics. So I think that's why your post has gained a lot of activity is because it's, it's probably very refreshing for male, female crew members, all crew members, just like it was for me to hear a captain speak about that and you didn't drop that other captain's name or ruin anything that's not what it's about we're not trying to you're not trying to cancel that guy we're just trying to create an environment where let's let's just be fair let's work with one another for the correct reasons and for me as a captain if i trust you and you work hard let's go let's work well have you have you ever experienced any any size discrimination um, or any any sort of gender, size, race discrimination that kind of fits in that category. Have you experienced it, any of that personally? Uh, my only experience was uh, there was uh, uh, a senior crew member to me on a boat that uh, was a man. I don't know. We dipped out. Are we still connected? Uh, you're there. You're there. Okay, cool. Um, <clears throat> just making sure I didn't lose you guys. Yeah, so I uh, I was working on a boat and had a – a superior crew member, someone above me, a male tried to touch me. And uh, when I spoke to that captain about that and brought it to his attention, it was kind of brushed off. Like, uh, you know, people, people walk by one another in the workplace all the time. And I was like, you know, whatever. I just, it wasn't at that time. I didn't, you know, you're a deckhand on a big boat. You don't really feel comfortable kind of kicking up a scene. You just kind of exit stage left and, and keep it moving which is what I did at the time. Um, was he referring to so, you and that you were trying to be seen? No, 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 no. Uh, what he was saying was like, I, I just complained that this guy was like brushing by me and like touching me. Oh, you I know? got you. And he was just like, oh, you know, people brush by each other in the workplace all the time. And anyway, it, it was not something that, you know, I, I've never personally experienced like I'm a, you know, I'm usually I'm a, I'm a tall guy, so I'm usually I'm above that like height requirement that you find usually for deck crew members. Where some boats like, hey, I want tall people or whatever. What? I've, oh yeah, I've been for an interview on like an 85 meter boat. This is like six years ago, so not not present day, but yeah, they wanted. Oh my god, that's so stupid! Wait, I, I minimum, was because I'm only five four. <laughs> yeah, minimum height for the guys on deck were six two. What? Yeah, I'd be in trouble. That's so yeah. dumb. It was like a, the average height is six boat. foot. Well, and Kelly, yeah, how many six foot two females do you see out there? You don't. Right? Exactly. I mean, so it's so like, much trouble. Yeah. I mean, like, you know. I, d- so I didn't accept is- the job, but yeah, I mean, these things exist. And- well, you know, so when Rhiannon told me that, that my post resonated with you, I was thinking, you know, I was thinking, okay, maybe did he experience something personally or something like that? But now that you're telling me, it, this is almost more rewarding and almost more profound to me because look, 
I got to be honest. Sometimes, you know, when I make these posts and I put this stuff out there, I mean, it's going on the internet, like the whole world sees it. So I'm like, Oh God, am I saying the right thing? Am I saying it the wrong? Like, you know, I mean, my own insecurities start to creep in about what I'm posting, but I'm just like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm saying it because somebody needs to say it. And the fact that it resonated with you as a captain, that I don't want to say it gives me more reward, but a lot of the junior crew, my posts really resonate really well with. And, 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 and probably more of them are geared towards them to help them and to bring them up, but also, also to get to the captains and not in a sense that, like you say, like I'm trying to oust them or anything like that, but to maybe make them think, maybe make them think, you know what? Yeah. The boss says that he won't hire anybody, you know, any, anyone bigger than a size six score, but but maybe the captain hears my post and is like, yeah, that's maybe I should challenge that, you know? Yeah, maybe so, I can have a conversation with him about that. Yeah. And so I'm I'm now more excited that it resonated with you from a leadership standpoint mm-hmm. and and knowing that there are other captains out there that think that that's bogus. Um, I, yeah. I I was blew my mind. I sat down with a management company um, and spoke with them in Monaco and and one of the recruiters just was she felt so bad that early on in her career, early on when she was becoming a recruiter and not knowing the industry. And this is also maybe a couple of f- few years ago. She was required by the management of, of, of a company that she was placing crew for to have the girls submit videos full length, walking towards the camera and away from the camera. Wow. And I was just like. You got to be joking. And then I did um, a reference check the other day um, on a stew because the the position was open on my boat. I called a captain and he says, um, she's great. She's a team player. She's wonderful personality, good at her craft. I'm like, oh my God, she's, you know, I'm going to, I got to hire this chick. And we get to the end of the call and he says to me, but there's something you should know. And I was like, okay, go ahead. And he's like, she's big. I'm like, huh? She's big is what she said. And I was like, yeah, okay. So I said, well, what do you mean? And he's like, well, size extra large squirt. And I was like, well, I'm a size extra large short. So does that mean I'm out for the job too? Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know, like, like, oh, uh, size shouldn't doesn't matter. matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, like, size doesn't matter. Nowhere in the matter. equation is that important. <laughs> Yes. I'm like, okay, we laugh and joke about it when I try to fit into a bilge space and my butt's too big because I can't go. So <laughs> then we go get the other guy that's a little slimmer than me so that he can fit. But but going back to that, one of my deckhands is really thin. And he struggles with that because he's thin. You know, you guys want to be all big and muscly and beefy and everything like that. And and I, and I see, I see that, that, you know, what my other two guys are bigger guys. Um, and, and he's leaner and I'm sitting here telling him, you know, he's young. I'm like, buddy, ride that horse while you can, because when you hit 40 and 50, it's going to be hard to keep the belly off. You know, I'm like, so embrace being thin right now, you know, but, uh-huh. um, but no, it's, it's a real thing, you know, and it, yeah. and it shouldn't, it shouldn't matter. And I'm so glad to see from a leadership perspective and 
for me, my goal, the more, <clears throat> the more these things that I say or post or bring up that resonate with leaders, that's where we see the change. Because now, you know, when maybe you or somebody else will say, you know what, maybe I do challenge the owner a little bit and say, well, why not? You know, yeah. just because she's a size extra large score, like she's amazing at her craft, her personality, she brings life to the boat. Who cares? Attention to detail. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just she getting I don't her know. work done. Like, yes. That's, that's it. You getting your work done? We're cool. You're not. We're probably not going to be cool. Come on. Like, it's not <laughs> but that hard. Kudos to you because I see, and I don't want to throw the men under the bus, but I hear about the men that want to be blah and they want to have these cute little girls running around and, yeah. and for their own eyeball candy. And, and I hate to be like this, but it's real. I've heard it. Yeah. You've heard it. And oh, it's yeah. just, it, sh it shouldn't be like that. You know, I mean, it should really just be and like the, there is a ripple effect because I, I was telling and I, uh, Stephanas, I didn't tell you this because it was after a conversation. But um, Kelly and I, one of the other captains that I know was also affected by that, um, that clip on size doesn't matter because one of her crew members came to her after that and said that she was struggling with a serious eating disorder because she was so self-conscious of keeping her job and trying to fit into a certain size and opened up to her captain and said, I need to talk to you about this. And it, when it blossomed their relationship, um, the captain is very aware of Captain Kelly and that message as well and was also prepared to handle that. But it was like that, that next step, right, of like, okay, so there is a stigma out there. There's been a certain way of thinking for a long time. Okay, let it be what it is. But now it's like, well, we now there's a job to educate these owners, these, these captains, these crew members of – if you learn how to communicate and you learn how to address this with posture and from a logical standpoint, like there can be some serious change very quickly. No doubt. There can. And I'm seeing it already. And I'm so excited because like even just the, even the posts that I get, or when I was in Monaco giving one of my talks, this young girl walks up to me, tears running down her face right before my talk. And I'm like, and wanting to talk to me. And she's like, I just want you to know, my whole, she shows me her phone and says, my whole text message feed with my mom is about you and the messages you're sending. And she says, you made a post about a toxic boat. And she says, you gave me the courage to leave. And I was like, oh my God, you know, like, so the change is happening. It, oh, like, yeah. it, it, it's, it's happening. One crew member here, another here, another here, another here. And, and, and I wanted to touch back on education. This is something that's been coming up a lot. And you can probably identify with this as a captain. We become captains because we like driving boats. We love weather. We love nav. And then no one ever tells us that that's 10% of your job. 9% of your job is your mom, your dad, your camp counselor, your HR, your accountant, your CEO of a company, and that's 90% of our job. And how little training do we have on leadership? On the, the big chunk of it. That's the biggest chunk. And yeah. I've been, you know, people ask me, they was like, well, have you had like formal leadership training, that kind of thing? And I said, well, you know, I've spent so many years in academia. It kind of comes with it. But not so much that is the self-study that I do on my own. 
I've got so many YouTube channels marked on leadership and public speaking and self-esteem. So I think that we all need to be, I don't care whether you're the captain of the boat, HOD, or you're the deckhand or, you know, the, the thirds two, whatever. We are all leaders in some right. And we all need to be responsible for our own education. So I want to encourage people to to do some self-study, mm-hmm. do some own personal and professional improvement and, and read. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm imagining just get from feeling your vibe. You probably do your own reading on leadership oh, yeah. or how to handle sticky situations and stuff like that. So, um, definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. you just, you hit the nail on the head with, with what you just said. It's like, you know, I had this conversation recently over the last few days with my dad, actually, you know, I was like, man, on these first few months in this new boat, you know, nail on the head, I became a captain because I enjoy driving a boat. I like tough docking situations and weather forecasting and planning and being prepared and understanding very clearly that when this boat leaves this dock, whoever is on board is wholeheartedly trusting me and I better be making correct decisions here. Not only am I proud of that, you're 100% right. That's the easiest part of the job. That's the part that I like, dare I say, I do for free because I love to do it. Like the, the contract manage contractor management, planning two, three months in advance, managing owners, expectations and crew expectations. And kind of, this is delicate balance of things that I'm, that I'm learning very quickly. Like, Whoa. Okay. So there's a, a whole nother department to your job that, you know, prior to there this, is. I was basically solo crew and didn't need it. So 90% of our training is for 10% of our job. Yeah. If you think about it. So we don't, we get, we get what? We get a five day bridge resource management course. What's, I mean, yes, it's great. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I, I, the course is amazing and and it's eye opening, but, but I think we also need to understand that the other 90% of our responsibility, take some of those, there's tons of good free workshops or even paid workshops, invest in your Mm -hmm. own education. You don't have to get a Coast Guard ticket or license or certificate at the end of it. It could be just to make you better at your job. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so yeah, kudos to you, man. Like we need, we need more of you in this industry. This is just freaking awesome. Same with you. Same with you. I was about to say that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think right now as like, you guys are talking like, oh my gosh, like, we have two incredible captains, a male and a female that are out there. They've both, ex- both experienced some hardships and they've overcome them and it's made them wiser and they want to make an impact for the other captains and up and coming yachts and crews and future captains. I think that's incredible because once you see somebody, they're like, oh, like if, if you experience any type of trauma, right, emotional trauma, physical trauma, it's there. It's it's sitting with you. It's in the back of your mind. It's on your back. And it's it's hard to go forward. And when you see somebody that yeah. also experienced it and they got through it and they're a resource, you're all you're able to either look at it and say it's okay or you find some resources to knock that off your shoulders. But I think this is incredible what you guys are doing and I'm really speaking to just what the potential is out there. Um, jump into what you're gonna do at Flibs, Kelly. I don't know. Are you gonna be at Fort Lauderdale boat show, Stefanus? I will be my boss. So we're still trying to sell the 72 grand banks. So, uh, we'll be at the worth Avenue booth. So I'll be there all of the days. Um, 
you know, so I'll, I'll definitely oh be, you have I'll to, be. I have two seminars. You have to come. You have to come to at least one. And oh, absolutely. I, like, I'd and love you to. Better, you better be prepared to engage because once I know you're in the audience, <laughs> oh, buddy, it's game on. You. Let's go. <laughs> I, I can project. You. I can project. Um, I, I speak loudly. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is awesome. No, I have two events um, that I'm just so excited about. I mean, Monaco just happened. That was amazing. Um, like going in. So my first event that I did at Palm beach last year, I went from going, Oh my God, what if nobody shows up to, Oh my God, we're out of chairs. And it was standing room only over 80 people came and I was just like, Oh my. So then I go into Monaco and I have Pete Southgate of Cayman islands. Love the guy. He's amazing. He's kind of been my mentor for these and my push and my support for doing the talks. And he, he called me up before Monaco and says, we need to meet for coffee. I need to talk to you about Monaco. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, I want to set your expectations. He goes, your first one out the gate was huge attendance. He said, Monaco is a different animal. You've never been. He said, be happy if you get 20 people in the room. And I'm like, okay. He says, I'm not saying that your message isn't important, that people don't want to come. He says, but Monaco is so busy. Be happy with 20 people. And I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, I really appreciated him setting me up you know, properly up here. I do my first one, which is two hours. And this is the one Pete, I had a two hour one and a one hour one. And Pete says, I'm worried about the two hour one. He says, that's going to be really hard. It's really hard to get anybody to sit still at Monaco anyways, let alone for two hours. And I said, well, that's the one that I'm not worried about. I'm, that one's going to be easy because it was more conversational, more workshop-like. The one hour one was me standing there talking for like 40 minutes straight, you know? And so the two hour one, we filled the room. We had over 60 people. So we went wow. from setting the expectations for 20 to it's going to be tough to get people to sit for two hours to over 60 people. And it was amazing. The engagement from the audience, the, the tears, the, the, the good tears, the stress tears, the people being able to let things out, walking away with information on how they can handle. And and I said, if there's one thing I wanted you to leave the room with after that Monaco talk was as a crew member, I want you to feel empowered to speak up and know that you have an obligation to speak up for yourself yeah. and for your crewmates and for the betterment of the industry. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, so that one was just over the moon successful. And then the second one that I did was an hour long and um, not, it was kind of a different sort of venue. And I think we ended up with almost 50 people at that one. It was amazing. Wow. Like, I, and I was expecting, again, probably about 20 at that one. That one did really well. So super stoked. So going into Flips, Flips is next week. And um, so excited about that. Again, I, I got, I've got my own insecurities and my nervousness on the inside. Who's going to come? Yeah. How many people going to show up? It's at the convention center. Is it going to be too far? Are people not going to want to come? So I have two over there. And um, Informa put me on a time diet. I can't believe they only gave me an hour and 15 minutes. Um, so I'm going to have to drink lots of coffee and talk really fast to get it all in. But um, <laughs> So the, the, the first one that I'm doing is <clears throat> um, geared on some of the stickier topics like sexual harassment, gender and size discrimination, drug and alcohol abuse, so that people can walk away with some tools, um, some advice, some suggestions on how you can approach other crewmates that maybe are potentially sexually harassing you, or if you've got a captain that's doing it, what do you do when it's him or her? 
And then the next talk the next day is more kind of on the climate of, of mental health in the industry. So sharing some statistics of what crew have shared, but then also even just with the talks that I've done since earlier this year, I want to share with people to know that we're making a difference. I'm getting the messages. People are that, that have hosted me to, to give these talks are getting the messages that the change is coming. And I, and I think that's, that, that's so important for people to hear. You know, I can stand up there on stage all day and say, you got to speak up, you got to speak up. But I now writing my speeches over the last, you know, week, I've kind of changed <clears throat> some of the information that I'm going to put in the one. And it's to let people know the change is happening. We're seeing it. I'm getting the feedback from people mm-hmm. that, that, that they've spoken up and they've had success or they've decided to leave a boat in there in a much better place now. So, so that's what the two of those are, are over. So I'm super excited about those. I am excited Definitely for you as well. It. I think one of the biggest things that love to attend. Like, there's two things that you two have have said repeatedly from your own experience and from this conversation is when you put yourself out there, really good things have the opportunity to happen for you. Stefan, that stuck out for me when you told me about your story of taking that first boat and really just having to kind of like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. Like, even if I have to map it out on my phone, and what it turned into to the opportunity you have now. I mean. From what I've seen, I mean, turnover is massive in this industry. So to be in a spot where you are there for over a year and you have a great relationship is phenomenal. Um, and then, you know, Kelly, you just putting yourself out there with that video of size doesn't matter. That's an edgy topic, right? And like, ooh, yeah. should I put that out there? But holy cow, when you just like. Takes jump, guts. Yeah, you jump. It does. And it's making it does. such a huge impact. I think it's really, really important. Um, but you know what? Go, go, go. It, for you to come on here, though, as a captain, and, and, and it takes guts. So it's easy for me as a woman to speak about size doesn't matter and stop shaming the, the, the women. But for a male captain to come on here and say, yeah, it's bullshit. Size doesn't matter, and it shouldn't matter. When right, you've got other men. And how does that relate to men, right? Because I think our men go under a whole lot of scrutiny that we don't even realize. They're not given a voice. They're not given a space to say how they feel um but like for Stefanis, for you to say like i experienced that my brain was like how right like that was my first thought was like how did you experience it you're a good looking guy right like you've got the the greek presence but you you know like (laughs) that that's me is you know a judgment of like well how did you experience that and i think that is so important because i guarantee there are more out there that have experienced very similar situations but what he's opened himself up to now, though, is he's speaking out and he's saying, no, you know, captains, this is this is bullshit. You can't be hiring people based on their height. You can't be hiring them based on their squirt size. And so so but now what I am so proud of you for 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 championing this, because there will be other captains that you come in contact that you have to stand up to and say, dude. You can't hire her over her just because she's prettier. Yeah, but that takes balls for you, man, to stand up and to say to other captains, to your other male cohorts, dude, that's not right. You can't do that. So kudos to you. Right? If somebody came to him and said the same thing that he said to his captain, what an incredible opportunity to address that differently. Yeah. Yeah. So kudos to you. 
Yeah, no, kudos to you for speaking up because there's, I mean, I think some topics are easier for me to speak about because I'm a woman, but for you to go against, I don't want to say go against, but to stand up to any sort of um, male captain or counterpart, colleague, whatever you want to call it and say, no, dude, you know, yep. and challenge them on their hiring tactics. That's Rhiannon. That's freaking, that's, that's big for him to, to be like, I, I, I just, that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I definitely. My goal is just to, you know, my goal is just to be exactly what I didn't like that was done to me or see done to others. How can I take those situations Again, we've all we've all seen them. We've all been exposed to them. But how can you take that unfortunate situation that either was done to you or you you saw done to someone else and say, "All right, let me not repeat that. Let me, let me go. If I'm ever in that situation again, I'm going to act like I know is right, and and that's it." Well, I have to give you the biggest hug. We'll make it happen next week. We'll make it happen next week for sure. I love that you're proud of your accomplishments, but as you were speaking, I was like, your parents have got to be so stinking proud of you. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> they, were, they were like asking, I told them about us having our podcast this morning. They're like, how can we watch it live? I'm like, guys, it's going to be recorded and they'll we'll post it after. I'll send you everything. We'll send it. <laughs> yeah, so kudos to mom and dad. They've done they've done an awesome job that. and yeah. kudos to you for for pushing and wanting to see the change and just just being very simple and, and saying that simple, but it's huge. I don't want future crew members have to go through what I had to go to uh, go through and, and to I stand up and don't. to make that change. I just yeah. I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited. I'm just I want to just, just say something about you. Is it cool if I call you Kelly? Is that OK? Yeah, of course. OK, uh, I, I want to say that. I mean, I've. I've always uh, had this uh, belief or goal that I want to make some sort of presence for myself on the internet, whether it like just to document my journeys as a captain in my career. And yeah, I, I think like seeing your posts and how you, you're just kind of like you're in the bridge or you're talking about EYS or, you know, just, you're just bringing, you're shedding light on the process that's involved in being a captain, how you deal with crew, incorrect hiring tactics how you and your engineer and your first officer get along. I mean, your, your, your message is all encompassing, not just, you know, uh, things that are, you know, perpetrated incorrectly, but also, you know, you're building relationships with companies like EYS and helping them market their business, which is an awesome company, by the way, I use them as well. Oh my God. Uh, anyway, so I just, yeah, you're a big inspiration for me and I'd, I'd like to kind of use, use kind of tactics and things that I see you do and maybe kind of enter a similar style of role in this industry. Cause I, I, I believe in it. I enjoy this industry. It's offered me opportunities that I I would not ever have experience if I didn't work in this industry. So the difficult times uh, when dealt with appropriately can lead to a great time. So, and, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to be now that you've told me that you want to try to have some sort of presence. Oh, you never should have told me that. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, me and Rihanna are sitting here thinking going, Oh, what can we do with him? Bring it on. Bring it on. Bring it on. Oh. So no, I will tell you guys. That's awesome. You know, if have, you could do that to have a to have a male captain speak up about some of these things, Rhiannon is yes. huge because I mean you're you're I don't want to say you're going against the grain, but you're challenging the status quo, and it takes guts to do that. So mm -hmm. yes, so freaking kudos to you, man. It. 
Thank you. You guys are shedding light into an area that needs it. You know, we did a podcast with Captains for Clean Water a couple months ago, and their storyline is that, you know, they're going up against the Goliath in so many ways of trying to get funding, get awareness, all the good things. And one of the things that uh, Captain Chris Whitman said, he goes, you know, there's a lot of dark energy. There's a lot of dark motives out there. It's just kind of been the way for a long time. I said, but the one thing is when you shed light into a certain corner, there's just no denying it and people have to do the right thing. And it has stuck with me in so many different scenarios. And that's exactly what you two are doing. You're shedding light into some really old antiquated behaviors that have just kind of sat there and they've existed and people let them go because they've just always been that way. And what you're doing is you're shedding light and people will have to do the right thing because it's just, you're, you're bringing awareness to it. So kudos to both of you. And it's not easy to do. So you're putting yourself out there, but um, I think good things are going to come from this. I see the collaboration bubbles in Kelly's. But yeah. your platform, you you providing us, you providing us the platform and you and you spending the time thinking and putting us together and in the same space to have these conversations. Oh, yeah. Like that that that's huge. I mean, Absolutely. so no, seriously kudos to you too, Rhiannon, for putting putting this Thank platform you. together for us to have these conversations. Totally and you spend a it's lot totally of time selfish. on this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can have a cup of coffee and listen to these two, uh, you know, titans of the industry talk. Okay, <laughs> not a problem. And you're and oh you're still God. at home working from the home office while Chris is in at the Vessel Vanguard office, and you're like, sucker, it. you're in the office. I'm not there Who's yet. Who's the winner? So. <laughs> I'm on my way to see him, so he'll see my yeah. it, um, So what I'd love to love do it. is, I know you both have resources, and you both kind of reference them. But what we'll do is we'll tag some of the resources that you two are using individually. So whether it's books, YouTube channels. Um, you know, other people that maybe are inspiring you so that we can point into some directions of things that you've utilized and that you continue to use to educate and support you as you're going through it, you know, this awareness and education. So if you have anything out there that you're utilizing, we'll put it down there. Obviously, Captain Kelly, we're going to tag you in your FLIBS uh, seminars. Really excited for that. Um, And I think, you know, one of the biggest things that keeps ringing through from, you know, just this educational part of it is Communication, 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 uh-huh. whether that's with, you know, your principals, your owners, your crew, yourself. I mean, just really being willing to have those vulnerable conversations. Um, I met a guy in the airport a couple of days ago and he said that's literally what he does for a living is that his company job is he travels around to each one of the locations and just teaches people how to communicate. And he's like, it's wow. incredibly simple, but people just don't know how to communicate. So I think um, it's really cool to see what you guys are doing. Before we, you know, kind of launch into, you know, tapering off, we have about 10 more minutes or so. Can each of you speak to how does the lack of communication affect that overall culture? How does it affect your day-to-day with the owners? I think that's a big part of it, but also with your crew, um, especially given what you do. Like, it is, you're everywhere, right? And there's a lot of different um, scenarios. So oh, yeah. if you could speak to what does communication mean to you as you are running job of being a captain on a yacht? Run with this funnel. Go. All right. Uh, yeah. So for me, communication is everything. I, I base everything on like my family household. I, I feel as though I was blessed to be raised by like level-headed parents that were dedicated to raising their children and trying to make good people out of them. Uh, so, you know, I really, 
how do I say this? So I, I believe that I was given a great example to follow in how we communicated in conflict resolution that happened in the household from when I was a child, that when I meet someone that maybe wasn't given that opportunity, I get frustrated. Like, why don't they have the conflict resolution skills that I think I have or communication skills? I have to retract myself then and just say, hey, you know, maybe this is a teaching moment. You know, maybe you can <gasps> teach this person uh, a thought process. Hey, let me just let me just take a step back here mentally and approach this from a different side. I'm learning that a lot more, obviously, now that I've got crew members working with me. Um, that's how communication uh, relates to the crew member side of things that I'm just now stepping into. I want to make that abundantly clear. I'm learning new things every day. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, it's crazy, but it's fun. It's, you know, stressful at times. But again, I'm, I made the decision to be here. I, I, I repeatedly every day make the decision to be here and continue to be here. So I love it. Um, how communication has, uh, affected my, you know, communications with the, with the owner initially, because this is my first captain job, every other job I had prior to this, you know, basically when you're not the captain, you don't really talk to the owner. Like when he's on the boat, you kind of conversations, but you're not like reaching out to the boss on, you know, about this or that. So initially I didn't feel comfortable to call my boss every day. If I have a question about something or if I need to run something by him at first, I was like, oh, I don't want to bother him. I was like, we got to ixnay that one. If you got a question for the guy, give him a call. And if he's mad at you for calling, be like, dude, I'm in charge of a lot and I want to make sure that I'm doing right by you. So, um, it's positively affected my relationship with my owner. Just, uh, more repetitive updates on, game plan for the week, game plan for the next couple of weeks. How are we looking for trip prep? You know, he just wants to know that my brain is thinking about all of the avenues that, that I should be and that I'm not, not forgetting anything. So totally yeah, it's everything. It, it, fun, but you know, what's going to help with that. <laughs> That's a Vanguard. Exactly. I'm waiting. I'm telling you, you have no idea. I'm like, I, I, I understand. I'm learning that there's, it's very much timing related with my boss. Like, you know, when, when you, when you pitch something, uh, many times is directly related to whether or not it gets accepted. And so I've been able to pinpoint when, you know, when there's a week of, Hey, if you want to ask for something, that obviously is, I'm not asking for, you know, something for me personally, like stick something in my pocket, you know, Vessel Vanguard is something that, you know, it's for the boat. It's for the betterment of the owner. It's helping for resale value. It's going to improve my skills as a captain, but it's not, you know, I'm not asking for something in my pocket. I'm asking for this boat to get something that's going to make it run more efficiently. And improve that relationship. I mean, communication, that is a big part of it. I mean, it just creates transparency and visibility. So yeah, total shameless plug. No doubt. I'm quite okay with it. I'm <laughs> so you know happy what? you did. I want to, I want to add to that shameless plug though, because, and my, and kudos to, to Chris and Tyler who are on the back side of this screen. Um, when I, when I went to Monaco is like when I decided to start the onboarding for my boat and I handed it off to my first officer and, and he has, Sean has run with it. He's done a great job, but you guys on the back end have really done a great job of, of working with him 
and communicating back and forth with him. Again, the communication, I see the email chains and stuff like that. And it just makes me happy on so many fronts to know that he's okay with you guys and you guys are going to take care of him because they're like my kids, (laughs) you know, but then, but then it, 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 it makes me proud of him to see him run with it. So now it's like, he's going to have to be, he's, he's going to be the one that's like training the whole crew on how to properly use Vessel Vanguard now. So like he has, I love it. And I'm so glad we have adopted the, the software but now he's like become the vessel vanguard guru of the boat now. Yay! So it's kind of cool. I love yeah. That. Yeah. That's yeah. Amazing. <clears throat> right. Kelly, is there anything else that you want to put out there? I mean, well, we will tag the events and everything, but is there anything else that you want to speak to? I know like you're, I, I can like feel your energy right now. <laughs> I, well, I just think that you really need to text Chris really quick. Tell him to cancel the next recording that you have because we'll we don't keep going. Have yes, we yes. Um, so sorry. Um, yeah. I'll tap out. No. I'll just let them keep going. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You can you can go do that yep. when, and it will still be here I'll when come you come back. back. <laughs> Yeah, we'll still be talking. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the communication piece is huge. And, and and for you even, again, I just am so excited for you because you come on here as a captain. You First of all, you admit that this is your first command, that you're new. You admit that you're learning. Oh. And, oh and it, that's huge because I think even new, younger budding captains need to hear that um, you're going to mess it up. You're going to try a new communication tactic and it's not going to work. And you're going to have to say to your crew members, guys, I screwed that one up. I'm sorry. You know, or, or, but when you said, let's take this as a teaching moment, that was music to my ears. Because if you can see all these weaknesses, what's great about weaknesses is there opportunities to learn and there are opportunities to teach. And the fact that you see that, is 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 huge and and being being open with your crew and letting them know that guys this is my first gig i'm not gonna get it right every time you know i I will not simply will not (laughs) and 15 years later you still be messing it up exactly you know like um no i just i ran and i can't wait till we see him next week and get to give him the biggest yeah i I can't wait I can't wait. We'll definitely coordinate it. Good thing awesome. are coming for sure. Well, I'm super grateful, no Stefanos. Thank you for being willing to just like very quickly. Hey, can you get on camera with us and talk about some of the most vulnerable areas for you personally and then for the industry? So thank you for being open. Again, kudos to your parents. I'm, I'm really excited to send a, a copy of this over to them. Um, <laughs> They'll be very happy to hear me say that. <laughs> but super grateful for you both uh, and what you're doing. I, I'm just very, very privileged to be a, you know within your circle of expertise and, and to call you both friends. So thank you for your time, and we will tag anything and everything. If you guys have any questions for either one of these amazing captains, please you know send it in to us, or you'll have all their contact information for their social media profiles, and we'll get that out to you. Yep. Awesome. All right, say bye, everybody. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.